Hello, my whizzes. Welcome back to episode 86 of the Food Biz Whiz podcast. In today's quick episode, I am sharing the key takeaways that I noticed from my retail ready community as we navigated the past 12 months of the global pandemic and how we can position ourselves for success moving forward. I know we all might be feeling a little bit of COVID fatigue. I know I am. So I promise this episode will be future focused. While I will highlight what we learned from this past year, I'm going to make sure to spend most of this episode talking about the so what aspect from these lessons. Let's get right into it. You're listening to Food Biz Whiz, the weekly podcast for everyone in the packaged food industry. Join your host, Ali Ball, to learn how to launch, grow, and scale your business. You'll hear real-life examples from her time as a professional grocery buyer, interviews with CPG experts, and listen in on actual client coaching sessions. Let's get going. All right. So it goes without saying, but I, I just can't help it. I mean, what a year. Man, it is... Now late March 2021, and we have officially made it past the one-year anniversary of COVID hitting North America, and like one year of truly, truly shifting our lives as a result of it. I don't want to dwell on all the ups and downs of the past year, but I do want to acknowledge that it was really hard. It was hard for so many people. We experienced a global pandemic. We had horrific acts of racism and violence here in the U.S. We had the rise, again, of the Black Lives Matters movement. We had a president who was totally unqualified to lead our country through a challenging time. We had a, gosh, we had scary, unimaginable effects of climate change. I mean, here in my home state of California, we experienced record-breaking wildfires. I mean, so, so many friends and family were temporarily evacuated or lost homes altogether. It was hard. We had a hard year. So (laughs) that being said, we learned a lot this year. I learned a lot this year, and I know that the learning is not over. So frankly, the learning is never over when we run our own businesses. So in today's show, I'm going to highlight a few of the key things that I observed in our Retail Ready community over the past 12 months and how we can use those learnings to move forward as we hopefully come out of this global pandemic, as we, we learn the lessons from the past 12 months. Okay, so first and foremost, I think the hardest lesson that some of my students experienced was that <laughs> that old saying of don't put your eggs in one basket. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. So in regards to the food industry, I'm ref- referencing your channel strategy. For our students who were selling primarily in food service, so either to corporate cafes or entertainment venues, restaurants, cafeterias, those are the students who saw the highest decline in sales, the sharpest decline in sales, essentially overnight in March and April of 2020. When all of those bigger venues and accounts just shut down overnight, so did their business, so did their cash flow. On a personal note, we saw this in my household too. So some of you guys know that my husband works in wine sales directly to restaurants with his territory being only San Francisco. And sure enough, I mean, almost all of his accounts vanished within a matter of days in spring of 2020. It was really hard to watch. And I'll tell you, as a commission-based salesman, 
he certainly started to panic. I mean, (laughs) good thing he doesn't listen to this podcast. He probably would not like to know that I'm sharing this to our thousands of listeners. But it was tough. It was tough there for a moment. So anyways, point being, when the majority of your sales are all through one single channel or one type of account, you're at a risk. Uh, should should something big happen, some, something big and unexpected, like a global pandemic? And while I don't think we could have predicted a pandemic on this scale, and I do not advise running your business from a place of fear, I do think it's important to diversify your sales channels. So what would that look like? Well, let's look at the students inside of Retail Ready whose sales grew over the past 12 months. So typically, they were selling through a variety of different channels. So while their accounts may have been at locations like gyms or concert venues or sports arenas, maybe those vanished. They were were bolstered by their brick-and-mortar sales in traditional retail accounts, their online sales through third-party platforms like Amazon or through online wholesale accounts like Thrive Market, and brands who had relationships with meal kit services did really, really well, and those who were in gift boxes or had subscription models or sold direct-to-consumer stayed steady too. So there's no one right way to diversify your sales channels, but realizing the importance of an omni-channel strategy is key here. So I want you to go ahead and look at your sales breakdown. Pull your numbers, look at those numbers, and ask yourself, if my highest sales channel suddenly vanished overnight, would I still be okay? If the answer there is a big panicked, no, like, no, Allie, I would not be, (laughs) then it's time to re-strategize, okay? All right, so that's lesson number one, uh, the importance of an omni-channel strategy. The next thing I want to highlight is the lesson that we all learned about staying nimble and making quick smart decisions. And while, of course, this seems like great advice for any entrepreneur, I'm going to be the first to say that it is hard to actually practice, especially in the times of of panic, right? So I saw lots, lots and lots, lots of retail-ready students and lots of my peers in my industry essentially freeze last March and last April. So while admittedly, like most of us did freeze for a few days as we processed what the pandemic might mean for us, what it, you know, how it would impact our families, what impact it had on our work, our stability, our routines, some of us got unstuck faster than others. Now, I want to be 100% clear that it was normal, it's okay, it's totally acceptable to process 2020 in any way that was healthy for you. So (laughs) being sad, angry, frustrated, infuriated, all of that is okay. That's normal. That's good, right? So having moments of joy, of happiness, of productivity, of success, all that's also okay. I personally felt every single one of those emotions over the past 12 months. And I saw my retail-ready students experience all of that as well. So what I am saying, however, is that that we saw over and over again that business owners who strategically, thoughtfully reacted to situations instead of just being perpetually stuck in analysis paralysis were the ones who had more stability and ultimately more success over this past year. All right, so what did that look like? 
Instead of staying at a standstill for months and months after COVID hit, I saw students who looked at their data and made smart decisions about where to pivot, where to shift their efforts, where to turn. So that may might have meant looking at their, let's say, their Shopify stats and concluding either yes or no to running paid ads to the their direct-to-consumer website. It may have meant doubling down on their promotional spend for their brick-and-mortar accounts, knowing that they were not going to be investing thousands of dollars going to trade shows this year. I saw a lot of brands actually decide to invest in Retail Ready for this exact reason. They were no longer spending their marketing dollars as they had originally planned for 2020, and they decided to join us in Retail Ready instead. For many, that was a wise, wise decision. So all in all, the lesson here is that analysis paralysis, you know, that act of being stuck when decisions seem too overwhelming, was really a setback for some folks in 2020. After you, after giving yourself time to process and reorient after something unexpected happens in your business, it's time to make a decision, again, based off data and move forward. So as a side note here, I I do want to say I did see folks who, in hindsight, (laughs) perhaps were too quick to react in some instances, and again, put all their eggs in one basket or another, quickly forming a plan once things started going off track for them in 2020. And while I always commend folks who take quick action, I do think that's important. I'll also give the big disclaimer here that action without a strategic plan is just busy work that takes you away from your big goals. So I have a whole podcast episode on that. It's called The Ideas Filter. It's on how you can make decisions quickly in your business and figure out whether or not they're worth pursuing. So I have to say, it's one of my very favorite episodes, and it's one that I know that every food business owner needs to listen to. So I'm going to go ahead and link the Ideas Filter episode in the show notes for those who haven't heard it yet. Okay, go back and listen to that one. All right, so that was a really big lesson. Staying nimble and taking strategic action really helped many, many folks inside of Retail Ready over the past 12 months. And I think that's a lifelong lesson and practice that we can all keep in mind moving forward. We are done with the analysis paralysis, and it is important to take action, especially when we feel overwhelmed. All right, so from here, I'm going to take a quick break, and I'm going to be back shortly with two more lessons from this past year. Hang tight. Hey, before we jump in, I want to make sure that you've grabbed my free retail roadmap, a workbook that outlines my nine steps to building a brand that flies off the shelf. If you're a producer of a packaged product in the food industry, you are going to want this. I'll add it to today's show notes, so make sure you check out that PDF when you're done listening. Thanks. Okay, we are back and I've got two other big lessons that we learned from the past year that you want to make sure you're implementing as we move forward. The first one is that relationships matter. Now, before you roll your eyes and and tune out here, let me tell you a bit more about what that means in regards to food and beverage businesses this past year. One of the things that we talk about a lot inside of Retail Ready is that you've got to have a plan for getting off the shelf once you do secure that wholesale account. So if your product doesn't sell off the shelf, it's just a matter of time until you're discontinued. So if you don't have a sales plan in place, you have work to do. 
We obviously saw so many challenges getting off the shelf once COVID hit. I mean, in-person demos went away, trade shows disappeared, marketing opportunities just vanished overnight, and folks just weren't spending much time in grocery stores. It's always been hard to get people to try your products, but in the past 12 months, it's been even harder. And this is where relationships come into play. My Retail Ready students who actively had worked on developing deep relationships with their wholesale accounts prior to COVID were the ones who found stability with their existing accounts. So the brands who had already shown up, who had educated the floor staff, who had done demos, who had offered promotions and nurtured their products on the shelves, those were the people who got stocked when orders were piling up in backstock. They were the ones who got reordered when inventory was low and grocery buyers were running around like crazy. They were the ones who got highlighted on end caps or in the store's email newsletters when things settled down after March and April. I mean, sure, I will be the first to admit that all bets were off in those first six to eight weeks after COVID first hit. But those were the brands who still had a place on the shelves as we got further into Q2, Q3, Q4 last year. Now, if that wasn't you, that's okay. I mean, no one tells you the importance of nurturing those relationships or how to do it. Like I said, we spent a lot of time talking about this inside of Retail Ready. It is a big, big task. But the takeaway here is that if you aren't already doing this or you haven't done this in the past, it's time to change that. It's crucial that you change that. Wholesale relationships are are just that. They're relationships. Your job starts when you get on the shelf. If you can form a partnership with these accounts, you will have higher sales, you'll have more loyal buyer relationships, and you'll have more frequent frequent reorders. So moving beyond this past year, relationships are going to continue to count. Lastly, I've got one lesson left for you guys. The big, big lesson that I witnessed within my community and with my own business was the importance of being vocal about your business values and where you stand. So whether that's in your sourcing practices, your accessibility in the workplace, or your stance on diversity, equity, and inclusion, or something else, right? So many things to take a stand on nowadays. We had so many opportunities to show up for our communities and to show our communities what we value this past year. And the brands who did that, for the brands who did that, those connections were were immense. They were very powerful. So this came up a lot inside of Retail Ready, and it actually just happened again recently in March's industry expert call with Lindsay O'Donnell of Peacant Marketing. So one student submitted a question to our marketing expert asking how she can address issues that are important to her with her network, specifically around sourcing of cocoa for her chocolates. So she is taking a stand against slave labor and child labor in cocoa production, and she's balancing that fine line of promoting what she's doing right and educating her audience on what's wrong with traditional cocoa sourcing. So Lindsay had just, gosh, it was such a brilliant answer for her, and she walked her through the nuances of how to do it. Long story short, taking a stand is great. Educating your audience is great. Empowering your audience to join you to take action is really great. Bring them along in your journey. So if you've been following me for a while, you know that 
I started to be very vocal over the past year against systemic racism in our food industry, against the rise of QAnon here in the US, in support of science and facts and political leaders who also value being truthful, and my support for BIPOC food founders and marginalized communities. So I've I've always been in support of these things, but historically, I'm just going to be honest, I've had hesitations around mixing business and my personal values, right? So when I think a lot of people can relate to this, right? I hear this a lot. So when I took a hard look at my business this past year, I realized that my business is the best place where I can live out my values. And I want to create a community that shares in those same same values. So sure, I have had many a hater (laughs) over the past year. And I've had lots and lots of angry emails about how I shouldn't mix business and politics. And I've had trolls across every single one of my social media channels. But hey, I mean, that's okay. I would rather take a stand so there are no surprises when someone comes into our retail ready community. We are a progressive, diverse group. And if that's not your jam, you should probably work with another consultant who doesn't strive to create a community that is rooted in those values, right? Anyways, back to you guys. (laughs) So we learned in the past year that people want to buy from brands that they feel personally connected to. People want to do business with good people. People want to put their money where their mouth is. And when you're vocal about where you stand and what people are supporting when they purchase from you, from your business, you make it easy for them to say yes. So this was a great lesson to learn last year. And this lesson isn't going anywhere. I encourage you to be more vocal about what you believe in And in doing so, you are going to attract the right people to your brand. All right. So that's what I've got as we pass our one-year anniversary of COVID. I learned hundreds of lessons over the past 12 months. Every day brought another lesson. (laughs) And I know that each of you guys did too. It was hard. But we we are tough. We are a, a tough bunch in the food industry. And we are getting through this. So with that... We come to the end of season seven of the Food Biz Whiz podcast. I mean, I think you can hear the the surprise in my voice. I mean, time is moving so quickly, but then again, gosh, it's so slowly, right? Like I always say, like, what is time (laughs) over this past year? But yes, here we are at the end of season seven, and I'm going to be right back with you next week with our kickoff of season eight. Eight. We're going to start with a rapid fire episode per our Food Biz Whiz tradition. And we've got a great season ahead with episodes on R&D for your brand. I've got an interview with an entrepreneur who sold his bagel company for $100 million. It's wild. I've got a woman who works in investing in the food industry. I've got some airtime with Charlie, who's my right-hand man here at Food Biz Whiz and the VP of Client Success Inside of Retail Ready, and a whole lot more. It is going to be a great season. So with that, thank you as always for listening. As we wrap up season seven, I'd ask you to remember that sharing this podcast on social media and with your fellow foodpreneurs is the very best way to help support the show. So tag me at it's Allie ball when you do, and I will give you a follow right back. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. I'll see you guys soon. Take care. Bye. Instead of having a sponsor for today's episode, 
I want to give you a freebie, my retail roadmap. This roadmap is essential for anyone launching or growing a packaged food product, as it clearly outlines the difference between creating a product line that flies off the retail shelf versus one that just sits there. Find my free retail roadmap linked in today's show notes. You are going to love it. Thank you for listening to Food Biz Whiz, the podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe so you never miss a beat. Hungry for more? Check out www.foodbizwiz.com. That's food, B-I-Z-W-I-Z.com for detailed show notes from all episodes. Thanks again for tuning in and stay busy.